listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, um, what a beautiful day. God is good. Look at this terrific Friday. You just heard the weather forecast. And uh, what a treat. What a nice, enjoyable day. Uh, Nice sunshine. Look at that spring-like feel, depending on where you are. 59 degrees, 60 degrees. But it's going to be pleasant all afternoon. What a a nice treat. And as you just heard in the forecast, tomorrow, again, a little chillier, but still dry. And then I'm looking at the forecast into next week, and there is no snow even until next Friday. It's also going to be warm like this. Thursday is going to be in the 60s. Friday could be 60 in rain. And then next Sunday, no snow. So I just want to map that out, as I like to do. Which means that there is no snow in the forecast as we look at ahead until February 19th. And then once we hit February 20th, I was doing this the other day. On February 20th, right, then you go um, the 27th and then the 6th. On, on the 20th, we're four weeks till spring. Four weeks till spring. All right. So it's all good news is what I mean. So if you can, it is a uh, delightful Friday. Folks, get out. Enjoy yourself on this uh, Friday. It is February 10th. Just a reminder, tonight, uh, yours truly, I will be riding along. Sergeant Corvasi, Cranston Police, Cranston PD Live. Big news of the day locally is this, that the Providence Police have picked a new chief. They haven't had a new chief in a while. Chief Clemens was the chief for quite a long time. So uh, Oscar Perez, he's been the acting chief. I mentioned that I thought he had um, had done very, I thought he did very well the other night. And I even asked that question as far as, you know, did that, it certainly didn't hurt him. It certainly didn't hurt him. We'll put it that way. I want to go to some other news that's out there. Now, the big, big news nationally is that as we speak, the FBI is searching um, the home, the Indiana home of former Vice President Mike Pence. And that is very, very significant. But I want to touch on a problem and I believe I believe Channel 12 did a story on this. So the 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 new housing czar that Governor McKee hired, he was the first one. His name is Josh Saul. And obviously had some problems. So comes to a lot of criticism. And then he ends up resigning. Well, now we find out that he didn't just resign. They gave him money to make him go away. I want to hear the Channel 12 story on this. Senate President and the new housing czar about the former housing secretary getting a plum state contract. He's poised to make a lot of money despite resigning under intense criticism. 12 News reporter Adriana Rosas Rivera dug into the contract. She joins us now live in studio with what she's learned. Adriana? Well, Mike Shannon, $105 per hour. That's how much former housing secretary Josh Saul will be making under this three-month consulting contract. Stephen Pryor, who replaced Saul this week, said today Saul was brought back to help with the transition. Saul will be paid weekly for a minimum of 20 hours, so that's at least a total of $8,400 he'll be billing per month. Pryor says both he and the governor made the decision to give Saul this contract. He also said he's not concerned with the perception. It's important that coming into this job, it was rather an abrupt transition. That coming into this job, I understand where things are and what steps have previously been taken and how I can pick up the ball and run with it. Meanwhile, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero tells us he didn't know about the contract beforehand, but hopes Pryor moves more quickly on using the millions of dollars allocated for housing. I mean, uh, housing, housing has been screaming for years that they haven't had the money. Now we're providing the money, and they've been relatively slow in getting the money out to the public. 
And what was Saul up to today on the job? Pryor tells us he's giving status updates on projects, examining legislation, and briefing Pryor's team. You can read the contract yourself on WPRI.com right now. Live in the studio, I'm Andriana Roses Rivera, 12 News. All right, here's the real thing. He's really actually not going to work. They offered him this money in order to resign. But the McKee people, Governor McKee, he, he never gives you like the real deal of what's going on. We saw this with Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. She had a window of opportunity. And then they, they paid her a year's salary over three months to go away. With this situation, instead of firing him, the McKee people said, all right, if you will resign, we'll pay your health care and we'll pay you three months severance. He's not going to do doing any work. God, not only do they... Are they less than forthcoming? But they they just continue to embellish, and the truth is not involved with what they're talking about, is what I wanted to mention. Um, I also, you know, this is a lot of people aren't going to get this, but, oh, you know what else? I, I do want to mention, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. I, um, huh. Uh, Mark Daniels. I talked with Malcolm Butler today. Hmm. He had some interesting stuff to say about the Patriots offense, what he saw last summer. Stay tuned. He also told me his documentary come out in 2025. His book doesn't have a timeline, timeline yet. He's still working on it. I, um, I believe that uh, I think it's impossible to go against Holmes. I, I think the Chiefs, because of that reason, and I recognize, I, I believe it is, uh, it's a point and a half is the line. A point and a half. So, for the Eagles. But I I think when you have the young quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and you're the Eagles, I think that's the win. But Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you, you saw it. Against the Bengal. I mean, it, when the game is on the line, he either can make the perfect pass or he can run for the first down. So, you know what else I noticed, folks? And good afternoon at one You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I, um, I also, I find... I love following football. It's the best sport. It has evolved. It continues to get better. I will watch the NBA playoffs. I'll actually watch any playoffs. I'll watch baseball playoffs. I like games that have meaning. I I don't I can't sit down and just watch a baseball game anymore. It's just too slow for me. Some people still enjoy it. Um, I don't really enjoy a regular NBA basketball game. I'll watch March Madness, but it just it doesn't hold up when your team is not in it. It just doesn't. Um, do you notice that? I mean, I, I'll watch it Sunday night, obviously, but it's not. It's just so different from when the Patriots are in it. And I also want to remind people: there is no guarantee. That the Patriots will, there is no guarantee that the New England Patriots will ever go on a roll like that again. No. When you think of from winning it in New Orleans to then winning the final, you know, the last Super Bowl with Brady, with the, I, we, we may not, that they should have that game against the Giants in Arizona. That was a fluke. They should have won that. And. If Belichick had played Malcolm Butler, they would have beat Philadelphia. So the Patriots actually should have two more Super Bowls. But anyhow, be that as it may, I think it'll be Kansas City. And I I just don't. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. But I, I, I mean that about we may never see the Patriots return to that form. I think a lot of people... it. I, I don't know if it's Mac Jones. I mean, it certainly doesn't seem to be Mac Jones. But 
I, I think people that just think, okay, who's the next player that's going to bring us to the heights that Brady did? I think the player that is doing that is Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are the new Patriots. The Chiefs are the ones that are going to dominate for a long time. Maybe it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, Joe Burrows is a solid player, and so is Josh Allen. But I I don't know if the Patriots are going to return to that. So therefore, as someone, and I, I've talked about this. I mean, I, I have been out there. I've been fortunate enough to attend four Super Bowls. There's just, there's nothing like it. Um, it's it's really, really remarkable. All right, I want to go to some of the other news of the day just to get up to speed. And one of them is uh, we're getting more information from the State Department about that Chinese spy balloon that was just last Saturday. Let's listen to this. Chinese equipment and mission as Pentagon officials were grilled on Capitol Hill about why they waited so long to shoot it down. Senior National Correspondent Kerry Moran is in Washington. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning, George. This morning, the search continues off the coast of South Carolina. Navy divers and FBI personnel, they're still looking for that main payload the balloon was carrying. And one official said the lion's share of the electronics are as those teams rush against time in a race to recover as much as they can, as fast as they can. This morning, the U.S. is rushing to recover debris from that Chinese spy balloon. Navy divers, some trained in handling explosive materials, scoured the water, searching for clues on how this piece of spy equipment operated. So far, officials say only an extremely limited amount of debris has been recovered, handed over to the FBI for analysis. But the Biden administration is now revealing that the balloon was equipped with multiple antennas capable of collecting communications, along with enormous solar panels strong enough to power multiple active intelligence collection sensors. All these details were collected by U-2 spy planes surveilling the balloon as it crossed the country before it was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. The State Department has decided to make all this public to refute China's claims that the balloon was not used for spying. This is a program uh, that has spanned five continents, 40 countries. But while the administration shares more details, many lawmakers say it's not enough. Grilling senior officials on why the balloon wasn't immediately shot down. Seems to me the clear message to China is we got free range in Alaska. Because they're not... (laughs) They're going to let us cruise over that until it gets to more sensitive areas. Even Democrats like Montana Senator John Tester joined in the criticism of the administration's response. I don't want a damn balloon going across the United States uh, when we potentially could have taken it down over the Aleutian Islands. The Pentagon says the balloon was not shot down over land for fear of civilian casualties on the ground. Instead, the balloon was tracked and analyzed in the air to learn more about how it operated. And if it was down over the deep Alaskan waters, officials argue, the U.S. may not have been able to recover any valuable intelligence on board. A key part of the calculus for this operation was the ability to salvage, understand, and exploit the the capabilities of the high-altitude balloon. In a rare moment of bipartisanship, the House of Representatives voted unanimously 419 to 0 to condemn China for, quote, a brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty. But the real question now is, how much information did this balloon and the others that have flown over the U.S. send back to China? And how will the relationship get back on track? Terrible. Absolutely ridiculous that that went on that way. That that was allowed. All good questions, by the way. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 1.20 on this sunny Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Hey, and especially a day like today. Imagine if you had a nice patio. There are people you could be enjoying it. Outdoor kitchen, landscape lighting. You know who can do that? Limitless Outdoors because it's limitless what they can do for you. Give them a call, free quote, 401-580-1852, 401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. Their slogan is Dream, Build, Enjoy. 
Limitless Outdoors. They also offer, they can update your indoor fireplace, but how about an outdoor fireplace? How about an outside outdoor kitchen, an outdoor fireplace, an outdoor fire pit, walkways, patios? Instead of just trying to add a new home, why not let them create basically outdoor space that you could enjoy, I don't know, about 12 months a year, but pretty close, especially with this weather. Limitless Outdoors. Look for them online. Call Chris. Look for them online. LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. An easy way to remember it is it is limitless what they can do. Or free quote, 401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say when your appliance is dying? Just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. What can he repair? How about a washing machine or a dryer, dishwasher, stove? What, are you going to throw it in the back of your car and lug it back to where you bought it? No. You're going to call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I have called Ryan. Saturday appointments are available. Boom, came right out to my home, repaired the. We had a problem with our clothes dryer, and he repaired it in about five minutes. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Now, I do want to talk about um, with also this situation now with Mike Pence and that they're searching his house. I want to hear this. Good morning. The special counsel investigating former President Trump is seeking information about his former vice president. Mike Pence now facing a subpoena from Jack Smith, who was appointed last November to investigate President Trump's alleged mishandling of classified information and his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Sources telling ABC News Smith wants information about those attempts to stop Joe Biden from becoming president. We know that Pence was under enormous pressure to throw out electoral votes on January 6th. Trump was furious with him in the days leading up to the insurrection. Pence running for his life as Trump supporters swarmed the Capitol and Trump doing nothing to help. Pence's attorneys have been negotiating with federal prosecutors for months as they sought his testimony. So now, no comment from Pence, and we don't know if he might try to invoke executive privilege. But clearly, this marks an escalation in the special counsel's ongoing investigation. George, the intense phase of the inquiry. Okay, Pierre, thanks very much. You know, I think that this for the Pence team, I think this is the last thing. Um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine they like anything about this because it puts them back into the conversation regarding January 6th, and they don't like that. And then more information could come out. I recognize that I'm sure the former vice president would like to move on from the whole thing, but that um, I, that is not so fast, is the answer to that. Not so fast. All right, so there's a lot of stories about the Super Bowl. Eagles against the Chiefs. I think both teams could be around for quite some time, especially uh, the Chiefs. We'll see about Jalen Hurts. But now I also, um, let me just see. What was the other story? I know we have that. It's in the subpoena. He, I don't think he wanted that story. I don't think th- there's nothing he can do about the story, meaning the well, vice president, Mike here. Pence. Definitely not. What is he going to not cooperate? But as we speak right now, the FBI is searching his home. I mentioned, I think they also, though, need to look into exactly how we're, they're treating these, quote, classified documents because it's it's my understanding that sometimes if you have, let's just say, as vice president, if he was traveling somewhere and they have his schedule, now that's not something they want public. The route they're going to take, where he's staying, 
blah, 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 the whole, like his, his itinerary. Well, I, I could see where they, they don't want that to come out ahead of time. I, I think it's interesting just how, how much of that after the fact. There's a classified document. At the time, he's Vice President Mike Pence. He is, uh, you know, visiting Chicago, and here's his itinerary. But it's very possible that the Secret Service said at no point do we want any information. So they could learn the route we normally take and and, um, and so forth. So I, I can... Um, I think we need to learn more about it. I think we need to learn more about it. I also just wanted to touch on, this is NBC Boston, where they have the letters submitted to the lawyer, paint a very different picture about Lindsay Clancy. Grace McNulty, nurse, longtime colleague, said she's a compassionate, supportive, excellent nurse. Proud to stand beside her. Stacy Kabat, who first met Lindsay, student nurse at Mass General, said they've heartbreak since the dreadful night. Shocked to see how many medications she was on. Heartbroken. Uh, Brittany Barbo, Barbero, excuse me, friend of Lindsay since the sixth grade, said she was a go-to resource for her friends who were also moms. Went to her for advice about pregnancy, childbirth, parenting. Another lifelong friend, Michelle DeCanto, called Lindsay one of the smartest people I know. We were ecstatic. We found out she was pregnant. She was the first in our friend group to have a baby. Couldn't have been happier. Uh, Amy Bevins, friends of Lindsay, navigated the journey of pregnancy. And her and her son and Dawson were born six days apart. So, I mean, the judge did mention that they received... A tremendous number of a tremendous number of of letters supporting her. I also want to play. I think I have sound on this. Claims of auditory hallucinations raise new questions in Duxbury murder case. Well, I think I have this. Let me just check. I don't want to just go back to the courtroom. Here we go. During yesterday's arraignment for Lindsay yeah, let's listen to this. The mother accused of murdering her three children last month before taking her own, or trying to take her own life. Right. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Priscilla Casper. And I'm Glenn Jones. If you missed our coverage of yesterday's arraignment, let's quickly bring you up to speed. Clancy faced arraignment from her hospital bed. She is paralyzed after jumping from the second story window of her house. Court documents indicate she did that after allegedly strangling her three children to death. Five-year-old Cora, three-year-old Dawson, and eight-month-old Callan. Prosecutors say Clancy planned the murders, even going so far as to use Apple Maps to determine how long her husband would be out of the house. The defense says the tragedy is a result of over-medication and mental illness. And that brings us to the first part of our team coverage tonight. Should the Duxbury mother be found criminally responsible for her alleged actions? NBC 10's Abby Nascota is in Duxbury with more on the legal road ahead. Abby. And guys, you know that this case has so many people asking if Lindsay Clancy could be found not guilty because of her mental state at the time. That is still anyone's guess as far as this case goes. But today we talked to an attorney who has used the insanity defense in a murder case in the past and won. Was it a clear-headed plan? And she used Apple Maps to make sure she would have enough time to strangle each child. Or was it a psychotic break? She even told her husband that she had suicidal thoughts. By now, we've heard the arguments on both sides. But few people have heard from the Duxbury mother herself, like Dr. Paul Zizel has. She's in a very surreal state. It feels dreamlike to her. The forensic psychologist hired by Lindsay Clancy's defense team has spent hours talking to her. Says right now they're looking into the voices she allegedly heard the night prosecutors say she strangled all three of her children. And you believe those voices that are telling you you need to follow what they say. Legal experts say those command hallucinations could be key to an insanity defense. 
Defense attorney Keith Halperin is more than familiar. Back in 2009, he represented Lee Chiero, who was found not guilty by reason of insanity after stabbing his mother to death in their Uxbridge home. Halperin says not only did mental health experts help convince the jury, so did Chiero's family, who supported him, similar to how Lindsay Clancy's husband is asking everyone to forgive her. In my case, was the jury sympathetic? Absolutely. He says while it is rare for a jury to accept that someone's mental illness could be a legal excuse for their criminal behavior, it's not unheard of, especially in cases where mothers are accused of killing their children. For a lot of jurors, I mean, it's just inconceivable that this stemmed from anything other than mental illness. Of course, the question remains, will a jury ever hear this case, guys? Because experts tell me a lot of times what ends up happening is both sides eventually come to an agreement when someone needs treatment instead of a trial. Live in Duxbury tonight, I'm Abby Nisgo to NBC10 Boston. All right, I'm, I'm going to say I don't think it will ever see a courtroom. I don't think it's ever going to see a courtroom. Uh, meaning I don't think it's going to come to trial. I don't see how they they're not they're not going to go through that. Um I just don't see it. I don't I don't see it. This is there's no there's no way what they're going she's going to have to testify what what happened? No. This will be be a long process. If you missed it yesterday, one of our listeners, Ginger, I had her on. She was very courageous in telling her story. It was uh, at times difficult to listen to, but no, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna hear. See, I don't. This will be resolved. Um, but to, between the, I believe the defense and also um, the state, folks. This portion of the John DePietro Show. Check out our website, DePietro.com. And it's brought to you by Burke's Martial Arts. Jake Burke, I'll tell you, the guy is, he is like special forces. He is phenomenal. Burke's Martial Arts, self-defense, fitness, martial arts, and also kickboxing. There's a link on the website, dpetro.com, for Burke's Martial Arts. Now, I want to just see if um, if someone has one of the stories about the fact that as we speak, the FBI has been searching the home of former Vice President Mike, <laughs> Mike Pence. Um, I, I'm sure that's this is just so not what he. Yeah, the FBI conducting a consensual search of the Vice President in Indiana. Hmm. This is also interesting about the balloon. U.S. believes Chinese surveillance balloon payload has been located. It, it, it's just it's it's still unbelievable that they number one that they tried it, and number two that I don't want to say that they got away with it, but in a way they kind of got away with it, right? I think they got away with it. Um, it it, it should have been stopped long before it ever hit that area. I also want to touch on, there there was a story about an incident that happened at a high school game between Tiverton and Shea. And this whole business, so, and then Channel 12 is fueling this display of unity where Tolman, which is in Pawtucket, wears warm-up shirts to show support for Shea High. Um, after players heard racial slurs from the crowd at the game. Now, see that, so, and they were wearing shirts that said one city, even though there's two different high schools, Shea and Tolman. You know, th- this is one city for Pawtucket. Tolman Boys Basketball stood in solidarity before today's game versus Tiverton. There, there, there is multiple people with discipline for racism. I, I, I thought that they weren't students. They weren't parents. You're, you're fueling this into these young players that they, that there was a racist incident. And that has not been 
you know, all the everything is the allegation now. Let's, let's not worry about getting to the truth. I am in, in, in no way. Now, obviously, I wasn't there. I didn't spend a lot of time on this. But the media and whoever decided, all right, we're all going to have everyone in the same jerseys and blah, blah, blah. It's where's it going with this? What are you talking about? There's no evidence that that, in fact, happened. None. Not the way it's being portrayed. And and, And as I had mentioned, the word they were referring to, they many times young people interacting use that word as a means of um, endearment. And so, and it's the N-word. It's not someone using it in a, in a, a manner which is derogatory. They, they use it very descriptive in a manner. I think that makes sense. Where, you know, um, if someone blocks a shot, they may, you know, may may say, boy, that, and use the N-word, came in and slapped it down. I mean, again, they're, they're meaning it in a, in a compliment way, if that, make, if that makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think it, I believe it makes sense. Pence subpoenaed by Trump special counsel and the FBI searching his home. Boy, this is starting to almost become... Oh, my God. Is this actually happening? Miami teacher paints kids in blackface for a lesson. It's in the Miami Herald. Hmm. Miami preschool teacher paints kids in blackface for a lesson. You should know better. Late Friday, Courtney Politis was preparing for her daughter's first birthday party. Another parent sent a photo of three students dressed in blackface. They're upset a preschool teacher used blackface to teach a lesson about Black History Month. <laughs> Two parents sent the Miami Herald photos of three toddlers appears to be brown pink covering their faces. One who appears to be dressed as a construction worker. The other's wearing a police uniform. Unclear what the third child is dressed as. As the photos began circulating, the teacher sent a text saying, or one of them did say, this is racist. I'm sorry. A lot of moms are very concerned. What is racist? We have not intended to offend anyone. We don't have bad intentions. Well, uh, I want to just see if there's a picture of um, of the kids that they sent out. I like the mothers form a, it's like a group chat or whatever. Like, are you seeing this? So the photos start circulating. And the teacher, I don't, I don't know if I, you, I know what you're talking about. Preschool serves infants and toddlers can cost fifteen hundred a month. Um, the school is apparently primarily Latino. The teacher who presented the lesson involving blackface is Latina, according to the Miami Herald. That's definitely an eye grabber. Let alone how um, how young the kids are. Really, it, so in this day and age, someone's like. I, I'm not sure if I understand the problem. I didn't realize. Is Michael Scott the teacher here? Early childhood studio kids. Huh. Today we're going to talk about Black History Month. So we're going to have several of the students in blackface. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mahomes against Hertz. This is exactly the matchup that the NFL won. Now, simulation shows Eagles win 31-7. Philadelphia's ERs are bracing for a lot of problems in Philadelphia. Addiction experts fear sports betting is the next crisis. I think it already is. It absolutely is. And it's also wrong how many young men are becoming, everything's about gambling now. Everything's about gambling. When they're watching a game, they're not rooting for one team or the other. They're voting, rooting for how they want their bet to come out. Simulation shows Eagles win 31-17. to 17. Oh, It's only that easy. 
Computers playing Madden. NFL 23 had the answer and the score. 31 to 17. According to the video game, Jalen Hurts will be the Super Bowl MVP, passing for 282 yards, rushing for 88 yards, and scoring three touchdowns. Madden is a pretty solid prediction record. If you think a video game can't predict, don't be so sure. The Madden franchise has been simulating every Super Bowl matchup for the last 19 years. The game's record, 11 and 8. The record also includes perfectly predicting Patriots' 28 to 24 win over the Seahawks, Super Bowl 49. Though the game developers actually lean on artificial intelligence, man's recent Super Bowl record has been less impressive. Oh, okay. The annual simulation has failed to pick the winner in four of the last five Super Bowls. All right, so there you have it. All right, so obviously a lot of talk about that. Awful lot of talk, as you can imagine, on that. Well, folks, good afternoon at 142. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, without question, the big, the big news of the day locally is Providence hasn't had a new police chief in a while, and they do. Oscar Perez be the first Latino chief of police in Providence. Historic moment. Good guy. I was there this morning. There is video of it up on the uh, website to petro.com and then we'll also have it on youtube and other platforms so that those that are interested you want to watch something this evening cranston pd live comes your way uh seven o'clock seven o'clock all right so this is different Catherine gregg governor mckee has extended the executive order through march 11th <laughs> What is he, how is he going to, what's he going to do when he actually has to govern without all this COVID money? It's all just about the COVID money flowing in. I know some people don't understand that. I can't explain it anymore. It's just all about getting the COVID money. Now, President Biden has said that that's all coming to an end um, in May, I believe. I believe in May that they're not going to allow it anymore. But until then, they are going to allow it. And so Governor McKee just keeps signing up for it. I saw Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And I want to, I want to, I mentioned, I know he wrote, I believe he wrote a column about the Providence Public Schools. Smiley names Oscar Perez new Providence Police Chief. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, these grown-ups have real ideas. Okay. Oh, Dan McGowan. When was this? Yesterday. These grown-ups have real ideas to fix Providence schools. Will someone please listen to them? Who is he talking about? Oh, Susan Lucy. I know her. Former superintendent. And Steve Smith. Oh, I get it. They've kind of teamed up now. Um, they pen an op-ed. Add a provision to the education law. Let Providence pay teachers more based on their performance, not years of service. Fire teachers who aren't up to stuff. And grant tenure after five years instead of three. You have to start with a blank piece of paper. I like all of that. It is ridiculous right now. You're not getting the best possible people. You're not getting the best possible results. No one is thriving. Education commissioner said something drastic would have to happen. The unions refused to budge. Students lost again. Pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Governor McKee's at the very beginning of his four-year term. He doesn't have to worry about politics. A lot of federal money still hasn't been touched by private schools. From a union perspective, Smith, Steve Smith, who I know, sees a long-term problem. If teachers don't cooperate to improve schools, they'll they'll be out of a job. Good luck, you can't fire a teacher. Student enrollment in October was just over 20,000. 20% fewer than when Smith was in charge of the union. Several charter schools have already approved plans to expand. He says we have to make existing schools more desirable. Um, hmm. Well, again, it's, um, I'm gonna come back to that it's it's the old 
you know, if um, it's the old element of nothing changes if nothing changes. And until someone says we're going to start having accountability, we're going to, you have to be able to get rid of a bad teacher. There are bad teachers. Folks, there are, at 146, there's, there's, there's bad people in every occupation, but it is virtually impossible to fire a teacher. Impossible. So as a result of that, and if you're a parent right now and your child gets stuck with the bad teacher, the, the school year is, is a nightmare. And then there's nothing you can do about it. Um, now, I want to call John Francis. He's got some beautiful things posted on his Facebook page. See if the Belgium Browning High Power with factory nickel finish is still available. And he also has uh, some, wow, look at those. They're tremendous on consignment. Hmm, new Ruger. New Walther. Yeah, John Francis. I think, I wonder if the new Colt Python is still available. Oh, it's already been sold. Wow, that's a beautiful looking 357. Hmm. Okay, let's uh, let's see if we can get our leader, our friend John Francis on the line. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's 148. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website to petro.com now before i call john francis let me just make sure we're on schedule uh this portion of the program brought to you by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln hey watch the super bowl at the lodge this sunday night the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln and have a great crowd there what a fun place to watch the game uh in your right now on this Friday afternoon, you could pop by the lodge, maybe even, I don't know if they have the outside open, but, but um, and have a great meal. All right, let's see if we can um, get John Francis on the line. Where is he? There he is. All right, let's see if we can get our leader. Folks, beautiful Friday afternoon, right around 60 degrees, somewhere in that vicinity of uh 60 degrees on this Friday. And then it's going to remain dry. Folks, join us on the line right now. There he is on this beautiful Friday afternoon. He's the uh, uh, the leader, the defender of the faith. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? All right. Well, let's get down to business. Is the um, the Belgium Browning High Power, is that still available? Uh, it is, but uh, if there's anybody out there that's... Uh had their eye on it, uh, I would recommend they don't hesitate because I've got probably four or five guys that are are eyeing it as we speak. Wow. Tell us about uh, it. I've been Beautiful. In with. They've come in and looked at it. It was made in 1967. Uh, it was made in Belgium, Belgium by FN. Um, I have the original Belgian marked magazine to go with it. Wow. Um, the picture... The picture does not do this gun justice. Um, the picture's not, it didn't come out as, as, as good, but I'm, I'm telling you, this thing is stunning. Wow. Stunningly beautiful condition. Huh. I've, I've never seen one that old this nice. Wow. Now, also, John Francis, not to be outdone, you have uh, some beautiful items that I'm seeing that are now on consignment. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, one of my friends, um, uh, is helping out uh, another uh, uh, a family that we both know uh, that the person he recently died and so he had a number of collectible guns and so these are some uh, just some of a few of the military rifles that they're going to be bringing in so um, of the six guns that I posted um, uh, two of them are already sold Wow. So I still have the original um, uh, uh, Finnish Capture uh, Mosin Nagant Model 91 and 76254R. I still have the Egyptian Hakim 8mm rifle. I still have the Chinese SKS. And I still have the uh, British uh, Enfield uh, 303 bolt gun. 
Okay, so the Russian and the Argentine are gone. Uh, the M44 carbine and the Argentine Mauser are both spoken for. Wow. John Francis, these are really unite, unique firearms. Yeah, wow. they are. Especially the Egyptian, the Egyptian rifle. Yeah. Um, you don't really see those too often. Ooh. It's a fairly, fairly rare gun, at least around here. Yes, folks, again, we're speaking to John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Now, John Francis, I have a feeling this is just... These are just some of the ones you're posting. You, it sounds like right now the U.S. have some other really I had, Well, I, I had gotten in some some other handguns with that Browning High Power. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to take pictures of them. They're already gone. Wow, already gone. Okay. Yes. All right. And how are you, how how are you doing on ammo? Ammo? Oh, I'm doing with yeah. We got plenty of ammo. I've got uh, uh, I got a I've got a pretty fair amount. Of uh, of uh, federal twelve gauge uh, number eight target loads. Um, I've got uh, some Winchester target loads. A little bit, not too much of that. Um, I've got a ton of twenty two rimfire. Plenty of twenty two uh, rimfire. I got plenty of nine millimeter uh, range ammo, both in individual boxes and in bulk. Uh, the best deal I got right now is a thousand rounds of nine, CCI nine millimeter for uh, two ninety nine. Uh, we've got three eighty thirty eight special uh, forty five auto ten millimeter. I just I did get some more ten millimeter, and I also got uh, I haven't seen this in a very long time CCI twenty two LR stingers, which is kind of like a twenty two hunting round. Uh, those have been pretty scarce, but I've got a couple of bricks of them. And, uh, yeah, uh, we're looking pretty good. Folks, the sun is shining. It is spring-like. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket is open. John Francis, what are your hours for today and then also Super Bowl Saturday? Uh, so uh, today I'm here till 6 and tomorrow 9 to 4. All right. And, folks, he's got some really unique items. John Francis, and great. I'll be, I'll be posting. I just got in. Uh, I haven't put them up yet. Uh, in fact, I just took them out of the box. So I got two brand new Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum revolvers. Wow. Uh, both with three-inch barrels. Oof. So they balance really, really well. Yep. Uh, one is a 686 plus model, which is a seven-shot version. And the other one is a model 66 combat Magnum. They are not going to last. No, they probably won't. All right. John Francis, <laughs> what are your hours for today and tomorrow? Today, Anal 6, tomorrow, 9 to 4. You are John Francis. John Francis, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you next week. All right, John. You too. All right, folks. There it is. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. My gun guy. Easy to get to. You take going 95 North, take the last exit in Rhode Island. You're going to go past exit 2A, go past the Attleboro train station, and then hang a left at the light. That's Newport Avenue and Benefit Street. And then, boom, there you are at competition shooting supplies. Well, folks, it's 155, and it is, uh, you know, listen, this is tremendous. It is spring-like outside. Depending on where you are, the temperature is right around 60 degrees. What a difference. Think of last weekend, Friday and Saturday, it was unbearable, below zero. And now, all of a sudden, it is uh, just delightful outside. So let's see if we can locate our friend Marie at It's My Health. Just a reminder, Cranston PD Live tonight, 7 o'clock on the Facebook page. And it's just a... uh, Folks, on the line with us on this uh, beautiful Friday, boy, what a difference one week makes is our friend Marie at It's My Health. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon, John. This is a day for iced tea, I guess. It is. Hot tea this week, iced tea. Marie, last week, I mean, it was 10 below, more than that today, 60 degrees, sunny, clear on Menden Road. And it is Marie, folks, at It's My Health. Vitamins, herbal remedies are available, local products. What would be some of the nice things you may suggest, Marie, on this beautiful Friday? Oh, just get outside and get some fresh air, for sure. But, um... It depends what people are looking for. If they're looking for some teas, 
I'd go for some of those nice summer teas for today. It's wow. just so beautiful. All right. Now, also, folks, Marie carries high-quality local products. And, Marie, if you could just touch on some of the local products that you carried, it's my health. 1099 yep. Menden Road in Cumberland. We do carry local honey. We have local maple syrup. We do have um, gum that's made locally, uh, made in Greenville, and a number of other things from deodorants and things like that. So we're always looking for local products um, because it's just nice to support the people who are so smart to be able to create those things. Now, folks, also, on top of that, at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, not only does Marie have fantastic service, also carries various hemp and CBD products that can be helpful for both people and their pets. For sure. A lot of, lot of CBD in liquid that you take orally um we have some that are in gel caps so you can swallow them and then we have the gummies and we also have topical um creams and and ointments that you can use for you know specific areas that are that are inflamed so you can use it you can use cbd just by itself or you can use it in conjunction with some other things other herbs or other anti-inflammatory type things to to ease pain some people use it for anxiety some people use it to help them sleep and the pets yeah pets with arthritis with with difficulty movement you know as they get older or if they've been injured or if they have lots of anxiety there's you can use the the cbd for them as well Folks, again, it's Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. The sun is out. Spring feels like it's in the air. Marie, what are your hours for the remaining part of today, this Friday, and also for tomorrow, Super Bowl Saturday? Today we'll be here till 530 and tomorrow from 9 to 4. You are the queen of health. Keep up the good work and say hello to the luckiest man in New England for me. Thank you, John. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, there it is. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, right now, it is now 159. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to thank, uh, folks, it was a big week. We want to th- I want to thank JR. I encourage you to visit the website, dpetro.com. You'll see original stories, original content, original video. If you ever miss any part of the radio show, log on at dipetro.com. And then it's all listed right there through Anchor, uh, which is the device that we use that Jeff had picked out that works out great. And we also have started adding video there and a lot more. So I think Kansas City, I predict Kansas City wins the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday night. I think for Philadelphia with their young quarterback, it was a win just to get there. Hey, listen, it's beautiful outside. Uh, We're back Monday at 11. WNRI, Winsocket. You